Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Strong and Worthy. Um, I just wanted to say welcome to anybody that's new, and if you've been listening to us since the first episode, welcome back. Um, thank you for being here. It always makes me happy to know that we have so much support out there. Um, if you have heard anything that you enjoyed or made you think a little harder, I would really appreciate it if you guys could share the episode, um, leave us feedback. You know, we're always looking to grow and get better as we, uh, go on this adventure. So your feedback is very much appreciated. And just to give you an update, we will be uploading new episodes every Tuesday moving forward. All right, guys. So Coda is here with us today and he has a lot of energy. So if you hear some noise in the background on my end, that's my bad. Um, But today's episode will really just be kind of us taking a step back and giving you guys a a good introduction into who we are, how we know each other, um, the journey along the way, the growth we've both had along the way and kind of how our friendship has developed as well over the past what how many years have we been friends now i want to say since 2017 2018 yeah damn it's been a while five years dude crazy crazy that is crazy i didn't even realize it'd been that long (laughs) and this is like a new friendship that's like we could not talk for a month two months six months and then we pick up the phone and call each other and talk on the phone for like two or three hours just about everything yeah or so just I guess text. that's that's kind of how this podcast started was that I mean you you've been trying to get me to do this for a couple years now I feel yeah but I have <laughs> I have I don't know I just feel like our conversations are very unique you know like I don't have many people that I feel the safe space that we created for each other like I said before you know so the conversations that come out organically feel right yeah, and it's I agree. like much appreciated. So, um, I guess where it all began: twenty-four hour fitness Santa Cruz. Okay, so a little background on my end. I think I really started getting into fitness around eighteen years old. Um, for me, I was that kid in high school that I didn't like PE. I know it was the easiest class. Like now looking back, it was like the easiest class. But I would always walk the mile and I would take like 15, 20 minutes. Um, God, I, I, never, I never wanted to go in the pool. I would always pull like the card of I'm on my period. I can't do anything. And the teacher didn't really care. So he's like, all right, whatever, just go walk. Um, so I didn't like any physical activity until I graduated probably from high school. I started like, I don't know, I guess caring a little bit more about the way that my body looked. And I started doing stairs um for those of you that listen from santa cruz you know like capitola um capitola village those stairs by the parking lot are pretty fun to run up and down um so that was my fun if you're a psychopath (laughs) yeah (laughs) there's different definitions of fun um fun because it's outdoor it's a freaking great workout and it it really is a lot of fun your legs will be on fire but yes fun (laughs) And the view, you know, it's so beautiful to go in the morning. I mean, any time of the day, really. You you get a great view. So as a stoner that I was, I am, I would get really high and then do those stairs and then just have a great time. I mean, I was in college, so I didn't really know um, much about stress then. So life was good. Life is still good. Um, 
was in college, decided that it wasn't for me, and I wanted to leave Santa Cruz. I wanted to go somewhere new. I moved to Reno, and then in Reno, I realized that the weather was not the same as Santa Cruz, so I couldn't work out outside anymore. Um, I moved there in November, so it was snowing, and I mean, I'm from Cali. I, I, I spoiled moved there with like bands and leggings and flip flops, and everyone's looking at me like, "Why? Why are you wearing that right now?" I'm like. So I have literally like me about to get to West Virginia. I'm like, I just bought a new pair of shorts. Yeah. <laughs> My stepmom's like, it's snowing. Yeah, she's like, you're not gonna pull those out anytime soon. <laughs> so I joined a gym for the first time. I was 20 years old, and um, I hadn't really like I had been to gyms here in Santa Cruz for a day pass, like went out to work out with friends, but um, I never had had a membership. So this was my first membership membership, and I remember getting my free session with a personal trainer and she showed me how to do a few machines. Um, then I go and I work out and then I realized that like, oh my gosh, I'm like making all these stupid faces when I'm training. Like I can't let anybody see me like this. You know, this is embarrassing. So I started going to the gym like at 11 PM to 1 AM. And that was kind of like, um, the time that I feel safe because it was a 20 hour gym. You had your own key. And no one was there at that time. Obviously, it was freaking late. But um, it made me feel good that I wouldn't have to train in front of anybody. Yeah. And I did leg day every single day for a year. I'm not joking. Like, I did not know how to bicep curl, shoulder press. I don't know about none. All I knew is, like, I see some girls on, on social media doing squats. And, like, I would Google best booty workouts, you know, and then whatever <laughs> would pop out, I would just go to the gym and do it. Um at the time, I was working at T-Mobile, working in sales, and then I remember some of my coworkers then were like, oh, what are you doing? Like, you're training, and, like, I started kind of, like, inviting them with me to the gym so we could work out together, and I guess that's kind of what started picking my interest to become a personal trainer, because when I was in the midst of sales, though I was doing good financially, I just, like, I knew I wanted something different for myself, and uh, I would bring my, my book to work and I would like study in the back and then my manager was like oh like you're not gonna do good in fitness like you're good at sales you know and I'm like just just let me show you you know like I like it when people tell me you can't do something mm -hmm, it just, mm -hmm. like lights up a fire on me and I'm like yeah I'm like oh you I can't now I'm definitely gonna do it even yeah. if I didn't want to do it that much now I'm definitely gonna do it and I'm gonna kill it <laughs> That's that's exactly what it was for me. So I would bring the the book to work on purpose, so he would watch me through the process, you know. And mm -hmm. and I love that manager. He taught me so much about sales and you know proper customer service. I've learned so much from that man. Um, but when it was time to go, he was like, "You really want to do this? Like, you don't got to go and this and that." I'm like, "No, I really do want to do this." So I like quit and I became certified. I remember applying to all the gyms in my area. I was still living in Reno, so I applied to all of them or any gym that would pop out on Google. In Reno? With, yeah, in Reno. Mm -hmm. So I probably I remember applying for 24. I remember applying for like Eagle. And I mean, there's so many gyms there, really. I don't even know how many I applied to, but I got called back for uh, two places Fitness Connection and then 24 Hour Fitness. I go to 24 Hour Fitness and then I meet with the manager. And 
They're like, yeah, we can hire you. They knew about my background in sales, and so they were trying to pull me more towards like selling memberships. But of I was course, like, no, yes, like, not, I, <laughs> like I've do. been there, done it. I'm like, I really want to get into training people. So they were like, yeah, you know, we'll teach you, we'll we'll show you all the things. And then at the same time, I got a call from Fitness Connection, also saying that I had got hired. So I was kind of, I had to make a choice. Um, to be honest, like the vibes didn't feel right at 24 at the moment and at that location. So I kind of felt like, okay, I'm looking like I, I'm not sure about this energy here. So I went somewhere else and I ended up at Fitness Connection. They pulled me in as a sales rep, even though I didn't want to, but they promised, <laughs> they promised they were like, Hey, after, after like a like year, after six months, like we'll put you into trade into coaching people but like you can be learning on the side you can be doing both and so because they like, know they know we know everyone who works at a gym knows if you're a personal trainer you're not making any money if you're at a box gym and you're a trainer you're honestly you're better off being a sales rep which is bad because the trainers like they have the most expertise like you guys deserve to be you make the most probably per hour but it's not a guaranteed because you have How to work. You, your you own can't schedule. guarantee you even have six clients booked a day. Yeah, you, you, know? you like, really like have three to or four is, is good for for a box gym if you're doing hour sessions. So it's like you gotta you gotta hustle. You gotta sell the client. Like you gotta network. You gotta do all this. And if you're selling memberships, it's like the people walk into you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, financially, it, I did do really good there. I was the only female representative. I was working with guys, and mm-hmm. you know, like that environment I, I, of like who sells more. I, I was definitely involved in that. And it was fun. You know, I started training harder when I went to that gym because there was all these older trainers that I knew around me and I would ask them questions. I mean, I had just become certified. So I was still, I mean, I'm still learning today, but, and at that point, everything was new to me. So Mm -hmm. I just wanted to talk to everyone, you know? And then there was this one, one trainer there. He'd been there for like 20 years. He's super cool. Um, he started like helping me on my program. He's telling me like, "Hey, do more of these movements." Because what I was doing really was isolated movement. You know, the booty bands. I was doing like the donkey kicks and all yeah. these movements that I thought were gonna help me with the gains. But you know, little did I know I wasn't doing them right. Um, <laughs> but we all learn and we grow. Yes. So from there, I think it lasted there for like three months. You know, some some shit went down and I left. And forward, I worked at Tesla for a while. And then I was like, you know what? I'm done with Reno. I'm moving back to Cali. Come back to Cali. And then from here, I went back to school and went to Cabrillo. And at Cabrillo, I worked at their uh, fitness facility. So that was cool. I just wanted to stay in the gym. You know, I just felt so good being there. I didn't care if I worked there, if I was working (laughs) out. Like, I just love being in the gym. So Um, that's like and like that's how I feel too because I think about getting another job or something that would pay more or whatever and I'm like I couldn't imagine being anywhere else for mm -hmm. 10 hours a day besides the gym I just love it I feel like it's it's my home away from home and if I have to be somewhere that's not my home and I gotta be making money and I gotta work somewhere it's probably gonna be at the gym yeah and I mean also coming from sales you know that you I mean, I knew how to make more money. I really did. But I think I had learned 
early on that it's not about the money it's about like being happy and at least mm-hmm. that's what really mattered for me you know yeah i mattered i cared about my peace of mind i cared about moving my body i care about these things that made me feel good and i was like I, a lot of people in my family didn't really support it in the beginning because they're like how are you gonna make money and I'm like well worry about that later let me just do me you know um so i go from working at cabrillo and then i go and i apply at 24 and I go to, like, um, other small gyms around the area, applying everywhere. I applied um, at every gym here, too, that I could think about and shape all of them. Yeah. And even the small small gyms, too. Um, but I hear who back. Who hired you at 24? Who, so who I had my, my interview with Jeff. And okay. then he never called yeah. me back. I was like, cool story, Jeff. Thanks. Thanks. And so, sorry, Jeff, then, but if you're listening, <laughs> yeah, no, he, he's like, no, I'll call you back. I'm like, all right, cool. Never hear back from him. And so, whatever, I'm still at 20, I'm still at the gym in Cabrillo, but I think it's going to be like winter break. And I'm like, dude, I'm not going to have a gym. Like, what the fuck? Like, what am I going to do? And so, I go in and buy a membership at 24 mm. and I start to train there. And I meet you and I meet all of the great other ladies that work there too. And then, um, and that was a cool gym. That was a, yeah. that was a cool, very cool experience because I love that. If if you're in the gym industry, you you know that. It, I mean, even if you work out or you know about the gym, it's a male dominated industry. Yeah, so and I love that all the girls were my managers. I'm like, oh yeah, my god, twenty four was legit because it was Jen, and Jen yeah. is a freaking powerhouse. And then you had yeah. Diana, the ops manager, and then you had Rebecca, and then it was me. I was the AOM, and then you had Haley. So it was yeah. literally the only gym I've ever worked at where every single manager was female. And it was sick. after after that, Julissa Jules got promoted to manager too. So yeah, and we it wasn't like we did on purpose. We had a, a couple assistants that were dudes, but <laughs> it was just cool to experience that, like to be surrounded by these powerful women. It yeah, that's very very empowering. And then to bring you onto the team, I think we all kind of we all definitely learned from each other. Like I learned so much about leadership. I remember when I first got promoted to be a manager and, and it was with all of my peers. So I wanted them to be my friend. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like making that transition from like, Oh, I'm kids club. You guys are my coworkers to like, Oh, now I'm an assistant manager. And I have so much on my plate that I have to learn how to like delegate and ask people what to do. And like, even with you, you were a trainer. So technically like, you were my subordinate, but we also became very close friends because we connected yeah. on a spiritual level. So it was just, it was a very cool experience to be surrounded by, by those people. And then you had Jeff who, sorry, Jeff was a fitness manager. So it wasn't all women. Yeah. That's <laughs> true. You had Jeff, and somehow he put up with all of our crazy asses. <laughs> that is true. I started training there first, right? Just as a member. And then he starts seeing me more. He's like, hey, didn't we have an interview? I was like, yeah, you never called back. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, shit, come back here. And then he introduces me to Jen, like, right there, right then. I'm like, where was this last time, you know? But yeah. um, he introduces me to Jen and just asking questions, like, when can you start? And then I remember when I start, Haley goes, like, just don't piss us off and you're going to be right. Okay. Exactly. Perfect. <laughs> I can do that. You're not even going to notice I'm here. Like, I can do that. Um, (laughs) That was literally it. Like, don't. (laughs) Yeah. I remember, like, well, that was my first, you know, actual experience as a personal trainer. And so here I am, like, now, 
you know, I jumped in. They had a really good onboarding training, though. I would say that, like, training for the trainers. I felt pretty good walking away from that. I like that. I always like that about corporate, like, the team building mm-hmm. support. Um, the access to information, too, because we had a lot yeah. of certs. Like, that's how I got my cert. Yeah. When I was moving to Vegas, I didn't know if I got my OM position at 24. So I was like, Jen, can you yeah. sponsor me to get my cert? Because at least I'll have it lined up as a trainer. But there's not a lot of companies that do that, especially a free certification. Yeah. No, I, I was so happy. I think, honestly, my, my previous certification was about to expire when when I started working. I think it was, I had probably four or six months left. And so... Jeff is like, oh, don't worry about it. Like when when it happens, like you'll just get a new one here for free. And I'm like, oh, perfect. So yeah, I've worked there probably, I think, two years or if not like a year and a half. And I gained so much knowledge from working there. Like I learned how to pull clients from the floor. I learned how to train my clients. I used to think that training my clients really, really, really hard, making them so it was the way to go, you know? Mm-hmm. Like in my early days, I was like, let me just make these people throw up and Rep we'll people. be good like yeah. i'm doing great and people wanted me for that too because they knew my style of training was just like you're gonna have a good time you know you're yeah. gonna have a good time um so yeah that was a lot of fun i've obviously come a long way from all the knowledge that i had back then to where i am today anything with form anything about knowing like who mm-hmm. needs what and, and i think a lot of like green trainers i'll say that's what even me too, when I first hopped into my new job, that's what we wanted to do because it's like, and people will hire trainers for that reason. Like I'll always be a client because I know someone else is going to push me harder than I'll push myself. And I like mm-hmm. that. But at yeah. the same time, it's like, okay, are we doing an overhead squat assessment? Are we assessing how the body's moving? Are we throwing in specific corrective exercises in the workout? So that way, we're going to improve the body's function, not cause more damage to it because we're training really, really hard with compensations. Yeah. So it's kind of learning. Like I definitely made a lot of people throw up, but <laughs> I never injured anybody. Yeah. No, I never injured anybody. But I sometimes it was good to like throw my welcome workouts. I would throw them on the sled at the end or I would work in the sled or I would work in something that's going to get their heart rate up and the sled, especially even with just a little bit of weight. People get so winded, like one lap with maybe one plate or a 25, people get so winded and they're like, holy crap, I'm not even doing anything remotely like this. Because that's something that you could almost put anyone on and they're going to realize like, wow, this is different than the treadmill. Holy crap. For sure. I'm using a lot of muscles. My heart rate's up. Like, like, wow. Yeah. But for sure, also whatever someone's not used to, you know, it's going to take them by surprise mm-hmm. so like even mm-hmm. for the person that doesn't do strength training writing you take like a runner and tell them like okay drop the five like we're gonna push some 20s something mm-hmm. like that you know they'll be like what the hell like my mm-hmm. body's not used to it mm-hmm. um, but yeah no i agree i i learned so much there and then i kind of felt like i had learned what i needed to learn and i was ready to move on so i went to another gym down the street it was fun that one was more more like a bodybuilding style and also the environment there was different, like right off the back. I remember going for to ask for a job. Like that's just how I do. I go to I go straight to people's face, especially if I'm in town. You know, like I'm not gonna yeah. go on the email because I don't know how long they're gonna take to reply. So yeah. I walk in there. Jacoby's the the manager at the time, and then I walk in. I saw these familiar faces. I'm like, shit. They see me. Like now I have to ask. Like there's no 
no turning around now. Yep. <laughs> and then he was like, hey, what's it's up? It's almost like, easier if you don't know the person. Yeah, exactly. You know them, you're like, I don't want them to think like I need a job. Like you're like, it's kind of like, mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and, I, and I went in, I think I went into my, like my actual interview wearing my uniform from 24. <laughs> I just kind of wanted to like prove that, you know, like I have a job, like I don't meet you. I want to be here by choice because mm-hmm. I think you guys are cool. Mm-hmm. But like, also, I don't need you, you know? And uh, yeah, I get the job and I bring a few of my clients with me. And then from there, it's just been like building a clientele base. I also kind of felt like I had a, a gab with or a cab with them. And then I wanted to just be fully independent and be like, okay, um, I'm not too happy anymore with like the split between the gyms and the trainers, you know? And I love training people. Like I, that's, that's, I love working with people. Um so then I go to a private studio down on Mission and then now I'm paying rent and it's it was so much fun too. Like I trained my private clients. I had my small group training classes. I I had built a name for myself at this point because I'm in the, I mean, it's a small town, you know? So. Yeah, it's a small town. And it's if you're in fitness town. and especially working at 24 and working at like yeah. other gyms in town, you know people. Yeah. Everyone knows so, everybody. <laughs> it was it was definitely really good for me to um go out and just prove myself that I could do that, you know, cuz mm-hmm. I was dependent on on someone else's like roof and all these things. So mm-hmm. going 100% on my own, I was like, "Oh shit, like people do know me." And I started doubling my money like right off the back and I was like, yeah. "Well, what took me this long, you know?" Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm really grateful for all the knowledge that I gained at every location. I mean, um, the and experience I think, that like, came along with it and the, yeah. the teams that I got mm-hmm. to work with, you know. It, the team, it the teams and being surrounded by people that know more than you. Yeah. Like, that's the coolest part because when I when I went into fitness, because I was always in, in operations, I went into sales. I got promoted from Kids Club Front Desk to I remember that. assistant sales manager, and I, I hated it. I hated it. I hated sales. I was like, don't put me in front of people because I was so awkward. You saw me. I was like the most socially awkward person, but like I could be an OM really well and I could run the gym and I could talk to people in that regard. But like sales, mm-mm, not for me. No. Yeah. So then I went back to operations. And even when I came out here, I was OM, but my job wasn't guaranteed. I was only guaranteed my job for I think it was like two months or something crazy. And the guy that hired me, he was like, hey, like, I interviewed everyone in town and honestly, you're the best candidate. I want to bring you on the team, but full transparency, we're switching to the Evo model in well, it was May, it was July 17th. So yeah, it was literally like less than two months. And he's like, I don't know if you would still move out here. Like, I don't know your plans, but this is the situation. I still want to bring you on. And I was like, well, fuck it either way I'm moving the end of this month so at least I have something while I transition I have some kind of income and worst case scenario that's why I still went through with the sir because I'm like worst case scenario you you hire me as a trainer and then I start something different so that was that was a very interesting experience but going Evo meant that we didn't have a sales team and we didn't have an operations team my front desk even my kids club at the end my front desk and my sales were the same people. And I, it was like, so I had to learn how to really be a sales manager. And so even that experience was like, 
I think I might fail. Like, I, I don't know if I can lead a team and drive them to sales and like do all of these things. But it was one of those situations where I was like, I ended up getting it. Like I got, I got to stay at my club. They literally did a shuffle of all the managers of the 11 locations in town of like what position you got, which club you got, like where you ended up, all of these things. And I was blessed enough to keep the gym I was at because it was the newest location in Vegas. So I was like, I don't want to work at any other location, to be honest. Um, and and just my GM at the time ended up leaving and I got a new general manager. And he was like, I feel like you've had the same experience where the managers above you become like, mentors not just on a personal or a professional level but like mm-hmm. spiritual like like confidence in myself like these great amazing teachers that have taught me like what I'm capable of and how to do the things you need to do and especially with sales if you're if you can learn how to be good with people and understand how to talk to people and kind of like mesh your personality to who you're in front of because I'm very like I talk a lot. I talk fast. I'm loud. I like to laugh. Like my managers would always be like, we know when Megan has a guest because I can fucking hear you from the backside of the gym. <laughs> but that's how I show that like, Hey, I'm engaged. I'm connecting with you. Like, I love that shit. Yeah. Um, I don't even know where I was going with that thought. No, that's dope. <laughs> It'd be like that. <laughs> it do be like that. It do be like but that. But learning, learning sales and then I was I was kind of doing the role I ended up doing when I became a, a assistant fitness manager at a different company. But mm-hmm. you're you're doing your team does the tours, you're doing the TO to basically close the sale. So you're introducing the trainer, you're talking about like how long it would take to get someone to their goals, how we would build a program to do it. And with 24, it's like how many sessions do you need? Okay. So are we gonna start you with maybe like a four pack because you're not sure and you're kind of broke? and it's on sale or are we like hey you want to lose 100 pounds this is going to take maybe a year but let's start with like six months let's do 24 pack and that shit is not cheap that's like Mm -hmm. you're asking someone for like 1600 and you can split it into like two payments like i need 500 today and then uh two weeks from now i'll take another five and then another five (laughs) so it's like learning the value behind the skill Right. So, mm-hmm. so a lot of, for a lot of trainers out there, I would highly recommend learning sales because I think that's where a lot of trainers struggle and they stay at the box gyms because like for you, you knew you could sell, you had the mm-hmm. experience from a different job, but most, most trainers are like, they know the gym and they could teach people, but they don't know how to um, like market their expertise or, build the value in their expertise and sit in front of someone and be like, I can change your life and it's going to cost you this amount of money. Like, are you ready? What is it going to take for you to be ready? So it's like getting someone to kind of open up on that emotional level. Like you have to, that's what I was saying. You have to be able to kind of mold your personality. So if someone's quiet and they're kind of reserved and they're telling you that they just want to, feel better but you can tell they're like 300 pounds clearly overweight they don't carry themselves with confidence but they're not at the point where they can open up to you so it's like you gotta be able to be vulnerable yourself and share kind of your experience with these people be confident enough to know that like if they don't have you and if they don't get your help it's either going to take longer or they're not going to be able to do it 
Yeah. So I think that that was that was such a cool experience. And with COVID, like for you through COVID, you kind of started your own career. You you went private, you went to private training, owning your own business, all that fun stuff. And for me too, I kind of went into how would my life look if I were if I didn't have a job, if I was able to have this, because I I got unemployment, and I made decent money for a long time. So I was like, okay, I have the financial freedom. What discipline would I have to exemplify in order to maintain this and have like, who would I have to be to get this lifestyle permanently without a job? And it was like, okay, I'm up at 6am. I'm going for a run. I'm taking Coda to the park. Like, I'm, we built a gym in my friend's backyard. So I'm like, I'm going to the gym. I'm there by 830. We do our workouts. I'm training her. I'm training her mom. Like, I felt like I was kind of running my life as a business, but I didn't really have a business yet. But I yeah. knew like that was a stage along the journey where I was like, I have to build this discipline. Like, I know I want to be up early. Like what's preventing me from being the person that I want to be or the person that could be an entrepreneur and have their own business. So I really that opportunity, like COVID kind of was a blessing for me. I don't know if you feel the same. Like, obviously it was a lot of shit, a lot, like, dude, so much tears, so much emotional shit. Like I had childhood trauma come up with my mom where I had to tell her, like, I always thought because you said you didn't want to have kids with my dad because you felt like part of my language, he wasn't, I'm not even going to say it. He wasn't the best dad in my childhood. So like, there was kind of this this energy of like, damn, I wish I hadn't had kids with him because now my kid's childhood is fucked up. But for me, I took it like, mom, I felt like you didn't want me, right? Because yeah. it's like, if you're saying you didn't want to have a, pers- a, a baby with this person, like that's half of my DNA, dude. Like that's mm-hmm. half of who I am. So it feels like you didn't want me because it wouldn't have been me. If she had kids with my stepdad that weren't me and my sister, like it would have been totally different. And I don't, I don't take my childhood as something I really don't take it as something negative anymore. Like I don't even think about it as trauma. I don't even like think about it as negative or something that hurts. Now it's kind of, I'm like, damn, I am such a compassionate person. Like I am so grateful to be able to relate to all kinds of people because I I see what I've gone through as a kid and I know that people are not born innately bad or innately abusive or an alcoholic or addicted to drugs. Like you're not born wanting to hurt people, but shit happens to you in your childhood that fucks you up. And then you, you have these neural pathways that cause your behaviors and create your personality. But like people aren't even aware of how to even know that it's something like they just think that's the way they are that's how they operate like people don't have that awareness so any situation I come into where I'm like I don't really like what that person did but then I'm like okay well why would they do that I think people make decisions in the moment that they think will make them happy or feel the best so if someone has to feels the need to do something and I don't agree with it like it's not whatever like okay perfect I wish you all along your journey maybe I don't have you close in my life or, or maybe we need to have a conversation in order to get back to the connection we had. But like all of the stuff that we go through in our lives, I think it's for a reason. Like every job I've had, every person I've met, the connections along the way, like I've made really great connections and there's people I like Jacoby, dude, I could call him right now and we would probably talk for two hours and I haven't Mm -hmm. talked to the guy in six months. There's like, like even rain in Santa Cruz, there's you like, 
even Jeff, dude, like all of these amazing people and in Vegas too, because it was my team. When I was at FM, it was my team. I built, I built everything. So it was kind of like, I've never built a team where I felt that connected to them that I was really, really that sad to leave because it, it became like family. So that was my little rant. (laughs) No, I feel that. I mean, you do become emotionally attached to people, especially when you work with them. I mean, you're spending hours out of your week with these people, you know? Mm -hmm. And and, and corporate America sucks sometimes. It's always like, did you hit your goal? Like, did you sell subs? What's your budget for the day? Did you hire? Did you interview? Did you do this admin? Did you reply to this email? Did you run your report? And I'm like... Fuck me, dude. If I don't have some people that make me laugh, I'm probably going to want to kill myself. <laughs> yeah. But if the person at the desk next to me is like telling me some dumb story about what the fuck they did this weekend and I'm typing my email laughing, like perfect. We're going to have a great day. But you need that. You got to surround yourself with people that, especially in COVID, like be around people that make you laugh, be around people that make you want to be better. Don't keep friends that drag you down. Like keep the people that, that, elevate you and make you grow and and call you out on your bullshit i love those friends that are like making you're being crazy i feel that and i'm like damn i know you love me enough that you know even if i get mad i'm not really gonna be mad and i'm gonna know that i was being crazy yeah i feel that i definitely but um feel that. we're gonna wrap up here in a couple minutes um i guess we'll kind of just close by talking about we're we're both entrepreneurs yaya is definitely farther along her journey than I am. And I'm grateful to have someone very close to me as an example of, you know, being a private trainer, running your own business. Um, so for me, it's very new. Uh, I do have an Instagram. It's uh, simply fit 304. Just posted our first post, still kind of building what we're following, kind of figuring out what, what we're going to be all about, what the business is going to look like. It's going to be one-on-one training, online training, lifestyle coaching, um, obviously nutrition, huge part of it. We have this podcast. So a lot of projects. And then I'm moving across the country. By the time we post this, I will have been on the road for a couple of days. Um, I think we should record something while I'm on the road. We'll pick a random state or something. Yeah. (laughs) But for me, this is like, I quit my job six weeks ago and I told myself I wasn't gonna do another career working for someone else. Um, I have this weird dream. I tell all my friends this and they think I'm freaking crazy, but I want to be like a 15 hour a week barista because I love coffee and I want to be really, really good at making coffee. Okay. And I want to do that in West Virginia. There's a cool little coffee. There's a couple spots that I'm like, I could work here like 15 hours a week, integrate in the town, like build, build, build my business while I just meet people and kind of, cause I want to get out in the town and meet people and network. Cause it's such a small town. I'm excited for that part. So I'm like, this is going to be so much fun. I just get to make coffee and I'll bring a book to work and I'll write my training programs. Like, I feel like a coffee shop is such a cool place to work when it's not super busy. (laughs) Yeah, I feel that. Like if it's a small little local shop where you have the regulars that come in, like, I don't know why that's part of my dream, but that's what I'm going to be doing when I get there. And (laughs) I'll be working from home and yeah, so it's exciting. It definitely like, you were here in September, girl. And, and you told me then, I think what really hit is like, you were like, dude, people need you. Like, why would Mm -hmm. you hold that back from the world, Megan? You can, you can help and impact so many people. Like, just do it. 
And my stepmom came out here and she was like, it's so weird seeing you in such a big city. Like, this is just not you. And I know it's not me. I'm a nature. Like, can I get on a quad and ride down the road? Like, yeah. <laughs> where's the tree? But this city has made me grow a lot. So very Hello? grateful. Um, if you want to tell. The- oh, and we have a Instagram for the podcast, Strong Worthy Podcast. Very new. <laughs> Haven't done much there, but we're going to be building that too. So keep an eye out. And then um, Yaya can tell you guys quickly kind of what she's up to with her business too. Yeah. First of all, best luck on your trip. And I know you're going to do really good with, with your business. I mean, this adventure we're diving in ourselves, it's, it's going to be really awesome to see it unfold. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm excited for that. And yes. And for me, uh, my Instagram name is fit and woke with an N um, I do online coaching. So I moved from PT in person to now I do everything online, but, um, nonetheless provides all the essentials that you're going to need to achieve your goals. I personally work with women. So my ladies hit me up. Grow your booty, booty games. Hit her up. If you want to, what is it? If you want to be double cheeked by summer, she says, yes. (laughs) If you follow her on Instagram, you know, don't forget Your Bulgarian split squad. It will do wonders for the booty gates. That's it. Um, That's it. Other than that, yeah. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next episode. We'll hit you guys next time. Stay out of trouble. Don't do anything that we wouldn't do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.